Support for WERU health-related programming comes from the Penobscot Bay Press, committed to providing community news and information, publishing three weekly newspapers, the Weekly Packet, Island Advantages, the Casting Patriot, the annual Bay Community Register, the Summer Seasonal Guide, and more. Also on the web at www.penobscotbaypress.com. The time is 10.01 and you are tuned to WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 102.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Healthy Options with host Andre Bella is up next. Good morning, and welcome to Healthy Options, a program about integrative health therapies. I'm Andre Bella, and I'll be your host for today. This morning we'll be talking with Laura Campbell and Alfred Burgoyne about the upcoming Maine Holistic Arts uh, Gathering, which will be taking place in Winthrop, Maine over Labor Day weekend. Welcome, Laura and Alfred. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, Laura lives in Monroe, Maine with her cat, Max, who I think is visiting (laughs) right now, (laughs) other places, but in good hands. And uh, she also works as a hospice nurse and a part-time landscaper, as well as making and selling silver jewelry. In addition, she's been a professional singer, songwriter, and guitarist for many years. She plays drums and the didgeridoo and has been studying and leading workshops in chants from around the world. Uh, Alfred hails from Winterport, Maine, and is a timber frame house designer and builder, as well as a skilled carpenter and volunteers at WERU. Um, he's currently hosting the Friday morning main show and will re- be returning to his regular Wednesday on the wing show in September. Uh, Alfred and Laura are here today to talk about the Maine Holistic Arts Gathering, a weekend-long celebration of spontaneous community happening over the Labor Day weekend in Winthrop. So, um, Alfred, will you tell us a little bit about what the Maine Holistic Arts Gathering is? Sure. Uh, I'll start out by saying what our mission is. In gathering together, we embrace the possibilities for creating sacred community dedicated to healing and living from our hearts. And uh, that says a lot, describes uh, pretty well what we're up to. Uh, We gather as a spontaneous community and uh, share uh, talents that uh, different participants have. Uh, We do fire walks and... um, sacred circle dancing. I'm sure we'll get into each of these as the hour progresses. Uh, but that that's basically uh, what the, the gathering is about. We want to remind everyone that this is a call-in show, and at the half hour, the lines will be open. So we welcome your phone calls. So if you have questions um, about the gathering, um, be thinking about those, and please do call in, and um, Laura and Alfred will be more than happy to answer your questions. Let's go over it one more time. Where is it held? Sure. It's, it's held at Camp Machuana in Winthrop, Maine, and it's going to run from August 29th through September 1st. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about how the weekend is structured? Sure. Uh, the 29th is the Friday, and... Uh, you, people can ar- start arriving from 3 to 6 p.m., and uh, we'll have uh, supper, and then we'll have a welcome circle with introductions. And then uh, on Saturday, 
uh, morning workshops start, and we start the morning with meditation, and um, and then we have a uh, circle ceremony. Uh, it's it's called closing the circle uh, because at that point we close the circle to the people who are there, and then actually on Monday morning we reopen the circle uh, for people uh, to leave. They actually decided to change the name of the op- of the closing of the circle to forming the circle because it's confusing to people, the idea of closing it and then reopening it. Okay, yeah. And then, um, you know, starting at, oh, I guess 10 o'clock, uh, we start doing workshops, and uh, at noontime we have lunch. Uh, this inc- the the um, gathering includes eight meals, uh, so when you come, uh, all the food is taken care of, and we've worked on the menu. Um, last year, mm. we weren't as happy as we could have been, so we've upgraded the menu with uh, more organic options. And so, so people are coming for the whole weekend, and this um, includes lodging and meals. Yes, lodging and meals. Right. Yeah. And what what kind of accommodations are there? Oh, it's at a beautiful camp. Um, it's a lodge camp. There's uh, lakeside cottages. Uh, if some people are interested in tenting, there's different tent areas. But uh, there's cabins for people to stay in. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so uh, we continue with different workshops uh, throughout the day. And uh, we've got a bunch already lined up, but uh, it's open to any participant who comes can lead their own workshop we have open slots what are, what are some of the ones that are lined up oh. we can get into more detail about that later but just give us generally what the workshops are yeah we have uh, conscious connected breathing uh, which is also called rebirthing uh, we have uh, sacred space through native american dance emotional freedom techniques uh, we've got drumming session uh Energetic healing with crystals and ecstatic chanting, which Laura is going to be doing, and she'll mm-hmm. get into that a little bit more. And um, uh, Nikon practice, which is a, uh, a Japanese uh, technique. And uh, so those... Basically, those are some of the ones we... Oh, Firewalk, you know, that's a big one, actually. Yes, that's a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just want to say that I think it's wonderful that this is happening here in Maine because I know that many times to go to a weekend like this, um, we folks here in Maine have to travel very far to other states, and it's very fortunate that we happen to have this here. I also think the list of workshops is extremely impressive, and we actually could do a show here at Healthy Options on every single one of mm. those workshops. And we have done some. We did one on EFT, entire um, program just on EFT. So I think going to this weekend, um, you would certainly get exposure to many, many different types of workshops. And I also like the idea of the spontaneous workshops. You want to just mention a little bit about that, how that fits into the structure? Yeah, I mean, we... Or non-structure. Right. Well, it is structured, but we've got open slots uh, for every time period. And um, so far, participants have told us, and and that's how we've built what we have so far, but uh, if there's somebody out there that uh, does yoga or Tai Chi, or, um, you know, a sweat lodge or something like that, and they wanted to attend, they could sign up 
to uh, to give a workshop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if all of you listening out there have any ideas of things you would like to contribute, not only can you go as a participant, but you could also do one of these spontaneous workshops. Mm-hmm. And th- what we've come up with is that um, nobody gets paid for doing any of this. Uh, everybody pays to attend. And basically, you're not paying to attend workshop. Uh, at this point, it's $160 for the weekend, uh, and that covers your lodging and eight meals. Um, so, you know, we're structured. That's so a pretty good deal. Well, yeah. sure it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but nobody gets paid, so uh, people come and freely share and offer uh, the talents that they have. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're hoping for the best of weather for this particular weekend. Yeah, you know, a lot of the venues are or uh, places where different uh, workshops are held are on the cover. So, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't hurt us that bad if it rains. I think you mentioned there are some nice recreational activities, too, on the lake. Yeah, you know, we've got um, an area with a lifeguard so that... Uh, you know, I think every afternoon from, let me see, from uh, from 1 to 5 o'clock, the, the waterfront's open with the lifeguard attending so people can swim. Uh, there's some canoes that are available for people. So there's really something for everybody here, and it's quite a community activity. Yeah, yeah. Community weekend. And, and this weekend has quite a history. Laura, can you tell us a little bit about how the gathering evolved? Sure. Well, there are some of us that are involved in planning this spent many years going to and loving the Maine Healing Arts Festival. And this weekend is not the Maine Healing Arts Festival, but we went through a mourning process over the fact that that festival is no longer occurring. I mean, I went for 20 years and raised my children and my children. I remember going, and it was wonderful. It it made a huge difference in their lives. It made a huge Mm -hmm. difference in my life, huge difference. Mm -hmm. And so there was a real grieving process over the loss of that incredible festival. And a group of us felt like we wanted to birth something new and completely different. And uh, there may be some elements that we brought forth that were just that we loved about it. But, you know, more than anything, what we loved about it was celebrating the community that formed for that weekend. Because the community that formed were people getting together with the intention of being vulnerable and trusting and developing an intimacy with each other. And when you come with an open heart and an open mind and join with people in a space, there's a vibration that occurs that's incredibly, incredibly powerful. That Mm -hmm. healing just sort of happens if you need it, or sharing happens. And uh, so anyway, a group of us have been gathering. The first weekend that we gathered, uh, we did a lot of brainstorming about what we were looking for, and we spent a weekend just brainstorming. And then last year was the first new festival, and it was called, at that point, the Maine Living Arts Festival. And um, then um, the group of us that were working on um, planning the gathering, which is open to new people, um, decided that we would rework the mission statement to more accurately reflect how we felt the festival was progressing and moving. And then we renamed it the Holistic Arts Gathering in order to be in keeping with our stated mission and uh, be able to present to people who didn't really know what we were doing, what it was all about. 
So who, who is currently involved in planning the gathering? There's actually a small group of us right now. I think there's eight of us all together, mm -hmm. seven or eight. And we call ourselves keepers. And we've taken on different responsibilities, which we've organized in groups that we um, have grouped according to the elements, like air, fire, water, spirit, um, and earth. And um, we meet every weekend. And it's, it's been a real eye-opener to me, actually. I'd never been involved in planning something like this. And there's a tremendous amount tremendous amount of work involved. Oh, I, I'm sure there is, um, yeah. the logistics and all of the workshops and so on. Um, people who are giving the workshops, are they coming from far away or are they Maine folks? Or? Um, all over the place, actually. We have some from Maine, some from Vermont, some from Massachusetts. It's really mm -hmm. exciting, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. Terrific. Um, for those of you who might have just uh, tuned into Healthy Options this morning, we're talking with Laura Campbell and Alfred Burgoyne, and we're talking about the Maine Holistic Arts Gathering, which is going to take place um, August 29th through September 1st. That's Labor Day weekend in Winthrop, Maine. Um, quite the community activity with lots of wonderful workshops. And this is a call-in show, so in about 15 minutes, the lines are going to be open for you to call in and ask questions about the gathering. Um, let's just go over one more time, Alfred. You were talking about how much it costs to attend, and gosh, how many how many people are you expecting to have at this gathering? Sure. Uh, at this point, it costs one hundred and sixty dollars to attend. Um, and explain we, what all that includes, because it's quite a deal. Sure, it includes uh, lodging for three nights and eight meals, uh, and the meals. Uh, have been restructured so that we have uh, more organic and uh, vegetarian type choices. So uh, that that I'm sure that's going to be an improvement over what we had last year. It's one of the things we worked on to improve this year. Uh, right now, since we're just starting out, um, we we're allowing it to be up to 50 people. And uh, those slots are filling up fast now because word has got out from people who attended last year. Once we get about 50, which, I mean, it could be next year, we'd be looking at more of, than 50. But uh, we've got to step up different insurances and things mm -hmm. like that. So, so are, are you wanting to kind of keep it around that 50 number as a, as a comfortable not have it be too big things so that it has more of a community feeling or no i think uh, mm -hmm. you know we're open to letting it grow and uh you know as laura said earlier i mean the the um, the community feeling and the people who show up um pretty much everybody uh, i went last year and uh, i met people for the first time and by the end of the weekend because of the openness and trust and vulnerability and uh, everything. I mean, some of those people I knew on a certain level better than people that I've been associated with for a lot longer period of time. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a real open thing for, for connection. One of the reasons we're keeping it at 50 this year is there's a huge cost of insurance for the camp if we go over 50. Oh, okay. And yeah. so last year that it was pretty aspects. small, and we decided that we were going to um, – we don't have the money from last year. You know, we, we designed it so the cost basically includes the camp cost, so there mm -hmm. wasn't a whole lot of money left over. Right. And so in order to feel like we can pay the extra, I think it's $600 for insurance, we need to be f get a feel that this is growing and that we could get those numbers of people before mm -hmm. we contracted mm -hmm. for insurance. 
Now, what about um, children? Can children come to this? Yeah, again, it, it reflects the community aspect of it. Uh, children are welcome. We don't have anything set up for them in particular at this point. So parents, you know, have to be responsible and their guardians for the uh, for the weekend. But uh, children are more than welcome, as Laura said. Uh, in the past festivals, uh, children attended and uh, grew up with the festivals, and um, you know, have made big impacts on their lives. So, And uh, if a child was to attend, uh, it's 12 and under, uh, the fee for them would be $90. So, um, And can you also um, give us contact information for people who might want to uh, register? Sure. If they go to uh, www.mewagmain.com, M-A-I-N-E at yahoo.com. That's an email address, not a website. Yeah. Right, email address. And then a telephone number that people could call is 207-777-3724. Um, Alfred, actually, there's a correction. It's actually MeWag Mail. That was my error on the, on the list. It's actually M-E-W-A-G-M-A-I-L. It was MeWag Main, and we just recently changed it. Okay. So it's MeWag Mail. We're actually avoiding the use of the acronym MeWag. But it, but it does make it easier to remember. <laughs> We're thinking right. like a puppy dog, you know, is very all, happy. I need all the help I can get. I kind of <laughs> like that. I really do. Um, so, Laura, tell us a little bit about the ritual or ceremonial aspects of the weekend. I find that kind of fascinating. Well, it, it, it's an interesting, it, it's a real blend of different um, uh, different traditions. We're really excited to have people coming from the Sunray Peace Society in uh, Vermont, Sunray Peace Village. And that's a combination of Native American and Buddhist practices. That's such an interesting It's a fascinating, it's really wonderful. Yeah, t- tell us a little bit about that. It's a that. real story. We were t- you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. The Sunray Peace Village is located in Vermont at the base of of Odali Utugi, which is Hope Mountain, and the land is held in trust, preserving this as a ceremonial site. And it's the home of the Sunray Meditation Society, which is an international spiritual society dedicated to planetary peace. And its purpose is to manifest the Native American ideal of circle mind, the thought of all beings as relatives, that we may create a world of harmony upon the earth and throughout the family of life. And in addition, we have... um, presenters and keepers that are involved in the festival with various different also backgrounds in Native American and pagan rituals. So it's going to be a combination pretty much of a lot of different earth-based traditions. Mm -hmm. And as Alfred said, we're going to be having a welcome ceremony on Friday, and that will include something called a handshake circle where we greet each other and look in their eyes and and talk about that where we see beauty in them or in each other and um, that will be followed by dancing and drumming and general festivities and then um, we're going to be having a forming of the circle Saturday morning where we'll be calling in the four directions and um, and then at the end of the weekend having a closing circle and in between there'll be blessings around the meals and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So this really is quite a, a community fo- focus on community and community involvement. What's your philosophy of community involvement here? 
Well, as Alfred stated in the beginning, it's really a huge part of our mission that we are a community, and the whole weekend is a celebration of the community that forms. So the workshops that are occurring are people bringing forth their talents and abilities and sharing them with the rest of the community as a gift to the community. And, and we really believe that everybody has something to give and share. And um, we're also going to be having an evening, um, we're calling it Entertainment by Us, which will be, and I'm going to be emceeing that, which will be Are you sort of. Play the didgeridoo? I probably will play the didgeridoo so. and maybe lead people in some chanting and yeah. singing. But it'll basically go around the circle and everyone can mm-hmm. share poetry or theater or dancing or music or whatever they feel like sharing. And the whole weekend is a celebration of the community that forms. And it, the entertainment by us is a real nice thing because. Um, you know, it's it's different than the workshops, but it's still everybody connecting with each other and everybody's offerings at that, whether it's poetry they've written or, um, you know, uh, playing the Native American flute or different things like that. I mean, it's... It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You brought your wooden dancing man last year. I brought my wooden dancing hey, that man. Sounds, that sounds What's great. What's his name? <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> so is Jeffrey coming this year? Uh, no, I may do something different. I may uh, tell a story about uh, Pomola, uh, the god of Katahdin. Oh, it sounds good. Nice. It sounds very good. Now, tell me, on these um, workshops, on the spontaneous workshops, if people want to do one of those workshops, do they contact you ahead of time to say what it is there how spontaneous is this (laughs) well i mean it would be nice to have a little lead up to it but if they come friday night and uh think that again say say someone who came uh did yoga and they said man i'd like to you know do an early morning yoga class Mm -hmm. uh we have slots open and they put their name into that slot and um and then people would sign up to to attend. Great, great. Yeah, the purpose of having people sign up is say we had 28 people all presenting 28 workshops. Well, maybe there aren't going to be people sign up for certain ones. And so if only one person signs up, you might say, oh, I'm just going to can this and go to something else instead. Right, or reschedule it for a different time. Yeah. Right, right. Great, great. And would you just go over a little bit more? we're we're going to talk after at at the uh, half hour. We're going to take a little break um, in about five minutes, and we will come back and the lines will be open. But after that, we want to talk a little more extensively about some of the workshops, especially the ecstatic chanting and the fire walking. Mm-hmm. So those are really really interesting subjects. I know. Quite a few years ago, I went to the Maine Healing Arts Festival, and I did the fire walking, and I felt like it was really a life-changing experience. Mm. Um, so do stick with us. Um, we do want to um, just talk a little bit more. Anything you want to add about um, registering or how people get in contact with you? Uh, well, I'll go through the, um, the telephone number again. It's okay. 207-777-3724. And once again, it takes place uh, August 29th through September 1st at Camp Matuana in Winthrop. And the place that you can email is mewagmail, M-E-W-A-G mail. Is that at At Yahoo? At Yahoo. And then once people register, are there directions? Yeah, so when people register, they'll get a packet of information that... uh, 
that has directions, that uh, a list of the workshops we currently have set up, and what to bring, and that sort yeah, of thing. What to bring. I think I actually get the workshop list when they arrive at the camp because okay. I'll get a packet of stuff at the camp. But we send we send people a little bit more information about the festival, some posters to distribute, and uh, how to get there. Okay. Um, now, I know you mentioned a lot of the workshops that are going to take place, and I'm wondering if you could just maybe tell us um, that list of workshops and who's offering the workshops, and even if you could tell us a little bit about the people who are offering the workshops. There's a great poster that you have here um, that talks about the many workshops that are going to be given, and who's, who's giving You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I'll, I'll start because I, I really wanted to share, you know, I had mentioned the Sunray Peace Village and Meditation Society, and we have three members coming, including one who was a former director. And so this is very exciting. They were there last year and, and shared some Cherokee and Buddhist traditions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this, and the, their names are David Walker, Deshen Cordes, and Andy Toby. All three of them are members of the Sunray um, Sunray Meditation Society and Peace Community. And um, David is going to be um, sharing connecting with inner sacred space through Native American dance. And I did some of that last year. It was phenomenal. We did a Cherokee dance. It was very, very, mm-hmm. very wonderful and very mm-hmm. meditative. Very meditative. And um, Deshen is, pre- is um, presenting a workshop, an introduction to basic Buddhist practices. Last year they did some chanting, which I particularly enjoyed. And um, David Walker is also leading early morning meditations. Mm-hmm. And then Andy Toby, he's going to be one of the uh, uh, presenters of Conscious Connected Breathing. And uh, Andy is a net maker and engineer who's been a rebirther since 1981. He's a 14-year student and practitioner of past life therapy. And currently, as Laura said, he's a member of the Sunray Met- Meditation Society and former director at the Sunray Peace Village in Vermont. And also with him is Jean Altenberg. Uh, she's a Reiki master and has been a rebirther since the early 80s. She was one of the facilita- facilitators for the first annual free breathing conference in Moscow in 1991. And she's a co-director of Spruce Creek Holistic Center in Kittery, Maine. And uh, I I did the Conscious Connected Breathing uh, last year, and uh, it was quite an experience for me. Um, some people, uh, it, it's a breathing thing that uh, that brings you back to your first breath. And uh, so some people experience. A whole range of experiences were going on in the room. And um, at the conclusion of the uh, exercise, uh, is a tremendous release of energy. Uh, some that possibly has been blocked in you for years. Some um, that, you know, you built up in the breathing exercise itself. And, uh, you know, uh, that was one of the things that I found to be you know, life-changing or a big, big thing for me. Yeah, it, it reminds me of what we were talking about earlier about um, these different methods for unblocking energy, whether it's through sound and singing, chanting, breathing, mm-hmm. dancing, usually mm-hmm. some form of something physical that releases any mm-hmm. blockage, any energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I also see on here that there's going to be a labyrinth. I'm particularly interested in labyrinths. Is that something? Oh, actually, we should have mentioned to you the person who's doing the labyrinth ended up having to back out. So we're looking for someone who would like to be part of our community and set one up. We have a space for it. That could be a spontaneous workshop. It could. (laughs) We're going to have drumming also led by Mike Sylvia. And Mike uh, gave us just a little here. The drum is an ancient instrument. We humans have used it to make music and He's going to explore the beat that is in our souls and uh, bring it out into the world. So that's uh, a lot terrific. of people enjoy drumming, uh, drumming circles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we've had it at the Full Circle Fair and, uh, you know, have had nice turnouts for that. It's a phenomenous, it's a phenomenal setting for it, too, because there's sort oh, of an sure. outdoor chapel in the trees mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. right by the water. and. Mm-hmm. If, if you just happen to be tuning in to Healthy Options, um, we're talking about the main holistic arts gathering that's going to take place on Labor Day weekend in Winthrop, Maine. We are going to take a break for about a minute, and we'll be back, and then please call us. Welcome to Healthy Options. This morning we're talking with Laura Campbell and Alfred Burgoyne about the main holistic arts gathering that will take place over Labor Day weekend. Um, this is a call-in show. We welcome your phone calls. Um, the number to call toll-free is 1-866-625-9378. So the lines are open. Please do call us. We're going to continue talking with Alfred. Um, oh, we do, we do have a call. Um, so we have a caller on the line. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. And I am Barbara Dubow, and I am also a keeper for the Holistic Arts Gathering and wanted to share some more information Wonderful. about the okay. gathering with Good you. Morning, Hi, Laura. Hi, Alfred. You've been doing a great job here telling about our gathering. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be participating in several things, but in particular... Uh, leading with Rhonda and Deshen, some sacred circle dancing. And I have just attended a week-long New England dance camp of circle dancing, and uh, it's amazing just to be in the spirit of dancing. It's an ancient tradition common to many cultures, and I'm sure you've heard of Greek dancing, and, and more recently its modern form has come out of thin Horn Foundation community in Scotland, and it's used in a meditative form, 
in worship within various religious traditions. And circle dances can be energetic or lively, or they can be gentle and reflective. I particularly enjoy the very meditative ones that only require a few simple steps so that when everybody's in circle, it's not you're not concentrating on the steps that you have to do, but you can be within just as one moving in the circle and can just be in that kind of a space in, in more of a trance-like meditative state rather than the, the energetic ones. But then the energetic ones are not dances are just amazing to, you know, like you, you th- if you can think of a Greek circle dance or Israeli circle dance, you have the idea of those type of energetic dances. Mm. Energetic. Yes, huh? wonderful. I Actually, I was at Fintorn last spring where we did do sacred circle dancing. And, and yes, it is an incredible experience for everyone and such a variety of emotions and feelings and um, an incredible experience and no dance experience required it is for the entire community. Yeah. Right, right. And, and Rhonda and I have both gone to Mexico dance camp and New England dance camp and are are anxious to share some of what we've learned there with the participants, and I believe Deshen from the um, Peace Village is also going to be sharing some oh, dances wonderful. as well. Wonderful. And we'll be doing the handshake dance at the beginning at the end, which mm-hmm. makes that deep connection with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Can you mm-hmm. tell us a little more about the handshake dance, Barbara? Um, it's a very simple closed circle dance where you end up standing in front of a partner and shaking hands. There's a, there's a way to cross, shake hands, cross hands, bow, and while you're doing it, look into each other's eyes. You step back, step to the right, and move on to the next person so that you end up having an opportunity because of the closed circle, to, circle line to meet everyone that's there. And um, it's a way to get to know people's names the first night by just looking at their name tag and looking at them and connecting faces and names. Mm -hmm. And at the end, to do it again, after you've been with these people for a weekend, it's a way to make that connection Mm -hmm. and say Mm -hmm. whatever and say goodbye as you you look at one another and share that last time together. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. In In our culture, I think we so rarely look really into the eyes of another person. And I found that is a very, very powerful and positive experience. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And for some people, it's very difficult to do. And sometimes at the beginning can't do it, but by the end are able to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, thank thank you very much, Barbara. Anything else you want to you want to add? I'm so glad you called. Oh, just one more thing. I wanted to talk about emotional freedom technique that Henry Altenberg, who's a, a physician, he's going to be presenting that workshop, and he's, it's called the Tapping Cure, and he says it's a simple, easy-to-learn, self-administrated method for reducing or eliminating aches, pains, worries, and stresses, and he's been a student and practitioner of EFT for the past 10 years, and he says the only risk is it might work, <laughs> and he's gone all over the country to present these workshops, so we are honored to have him doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Thank you very much. Okay. Very good, and okay. thanks good for day. calling in. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks Hope to you. see some more people there. Okay. Right. We'll see you the 29th. <laughs> right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Alfred, do you want to continue with some of the, um, talking about some of the folks that are going to do some of these workshops? Sure. We have uh, Nadine Loeb. Uh, she's a practicing uh, massage therapist and an instructor of holistic approaches to healing since 1976. And after years of extensive training in the body-mind-spirit connection, she enjoys teaching and offering her blend of therapeutic massage in Lewiston. And the uh, the uh, what she is going to offer us is energetic healing with crystals, uh, where she'll explain the ancient powers of quartz crystals and how to use them to enhance one's self-healing and meditations. So that's... Uh, Another ancient tradition. Mm-hmm. A lot packed in this one mm-hmm. um, very short short weekend. Yeah, it's hard to choose. Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> um, Laura is going to tell us a little bit about the ecstatic chanting, and that is a workshop that she's going to be leading. Yeah, I've yeah. been um, I've been studying um, chanting with different people over the years, including Kay Gardner and Jonathan Goldman. And in my own practice as a singer-songwriter, I've been uh, chanting and writing chants for many years. So I do chants from various traditions, including pagan, Native American, and Sanskrit. And um, and I'll be leading workshops both on and off this, throughout the weekend. Okay. We're going to take a little break. We have another caller on the line. Welcome. Good morning. This is Russ Jabot, and I'm also a friend of uh, Alfred and Laura and a 40-year partner with Barbara, who was on the line a little bit before. Welcome. Um, hey, thank Russ. you. Hey, hi, Alfred. Uh, I'd like to explain just a, a little bit about uh, Nikon or Nikan practice. Uh, I've been fooling around with, with meditative techniques. Uh, I say fooling around because it seems like in the 30 five years I've been doing it, progress has been slow. Uh, and, uh, this particular practice is all about um, a form of not trying to get out of my mind, but trying to get into my heart space with those people with whom I have had a relationship, um, consciously and unconsciously. Essentially, practice uh, is relatively new, although it goes back to the traditions of the Desert Fathers of Christianity or the, the, the Samurai. It's, it's based on three simple questions. And the three simple questions are, um, what have I received from? And this is generally, you put this in a personal form, usually starts out with, what have I received from the people closest in my life, my mother, my father, um, we can start looking at the people uh, who've had an effect on us all through our lives. What have we, re- what have we gotten from these people? Then we turn around and, and look at a second question. What have I given to people? Um, and then the third question is, what troubles or difficulties have I caused to the people in my life? These three questions, um, although they're very simple, uh, there's a lot of power there. Um, this particular Nikon practice comes out of Japan. A gentleman um, named Yoshimoto Ishin, who uh, was a devout Buddhist of the uh, Jodo Shinsu sect, uh, had been studying another type of Mishrabi practice, which is pretty difficult and time-consuming. And he kind of streamlined it down to these three questions uh, that... In um, 
40 centers in Japan and, and quite a number of them in Europe uh, are engaged in this practice of deepening the experience of our connectedness to each other um, consciously. Uh, there's so many influences in my life, people who uh, have touched me in a way that maybe I haven't really fully considered a level of gratitude that uh, might be good to do. Uh, I've been using this practice for a while. Uh, some people know that I'm a tool guy. I made my, my life livelihood with tools and teaching people how to use tools. So I always see a, a new technique as a spiritual in this realm is a spiritual power tool, and um, it's, a, it's a tool for deepening the sense of, of who we are uh, and going beyond that into uh, how we're connected to everyone and everything. And um, again, this is it's only taught, as far as I know, in Vermont at the Toto Institute. Um, Greg Kirsch and his wife uh, are there, and they offer these workshops, and I, I want to hopefully give people a little introduction because right. I, I think it's, right. it's, it's neat. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to taking that with you, Russ. And like you said, I mean, there are three simple questions, but boy, can they open a lot, can't mm. they? And they're really oh, yeah. focused on, self, on taking responsibility and on not looking at the negative. You know, a lot of times a traditional psychotherapy encourages us to try and work through all the negative things we've gotten from our parents or our, our childhood. And this really take, makes you take the twist and looking at what you've gained. Yeah, very positive. Thank, thank you so much, Russ, for contributing that to us. We want to remind listeners that this is a call-in show, and the number for calling in is one 625 9378 uh, and now, Laura, we want to go back to you and have you explain some more about the ecstatic chanting. Yeah, I had just got a little sidetracked because I knew there was a call coming in. And I just did want to say that um, that I've been leading workshops and I'm really excited to share not just um, the, the chanting, but also using vibration and toning for healing and balance, including using the didgeridoo to access the really low vibrations, which I find tremendous. Tremendously I wish effective. you brought the didgeridoo yeah. today. I want to see it. <laughs> so a couple of the other workshops that we didn't, let's see, we touched upon pretty much all of them, um, except for the firewalk. I guess that's what's left to talk about, and that's sort of a big one for a lot of people. That so I'd like to uh, share that the firewalk is being presented by a woman from Massachusetts whose name is Christiane Perrin. And Christiane is an amazing leader. We did the workshop with her last year. The firewalk starts with a workshop, and some, some of the workshop is a preparation for the firewalk. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, the firewalk, um, well, walking on fire has existed for thousands of years. There's records dating back to 1200 B.C. of cultures from Greece to China, using it for rites of healing, initiation, and faith. And it became popular in America during the 1970s um, when, this, when an author whose name is Tolly Burkan, and he's got a website um, you can look at if you Google Firewalk, and he began a campaign to demystify the practice and then started uh, teaching firewalking classes in the 1980s. And firewalking is a walking over coals. Uh, hardwood is allowed to burn for hours and hours, it seems like, and then rake out and the length of the firewalk varies. I think our firewalk tends to be something like five, six steps or so to get across. And uh, the firewalk really represents getting over and, and confronting 
all types of fears. So it's not even so much the fact of walking across the coals as that it represents that if I can walk on coals, I can do anything. That a lot of things I'm afraid about in my life have much greater, lesser significance when, I'm at, when I actually start. Because once you start, then you're across and you're through. And uh, firewalking is used by actually Fortune 500 companies, including Microsoft and Coca-Cola, to uh, as a training tool and a technique for personal growth among their employees. I find that interesting. Mm. That's very interesting. Yeah. But some quotes about the firewalk is that uh, one person said, it's changed my definition of impossible forever. A mechanism was implanted deep in my subconscious that from time to time when needed reminds me to challenge my assumptions. And another person wrote, people who participate in firewalking are empowered and their lives are transformed. They gain an enhanced sense of self-esteem and are able to function more effectively in the world in which they live. And then um, I asked Christiane for any comments that she might have, and she wanted to share with you that it's not a requirement to walk. It's important to participate in all the exercises to the, to the degree that one is being challenged and feels safe. And watching others walk and supporting them itself is a powerful experience. Mm-hmm. And that, yes, occasionally people can get burned, and that's why it's really important to listen to your own inner voice and never walk to just try to prove to your, something to yourself or because you feel pressure, peer pressure, or you think you know how it works, you know, the rationale. Mm-hmm. Um, but that she says firewalking is walking in your power, walking strong, and walking in trust. I, I actually did firewalking with Tolly Birkin back there, I guess it was in the 80s. And I, I would have to say that it was one of the most powerful experiences that I've ever had. And it is true that it can still be very powerful even if you're not walking. Mm-hmm. Um, in the big circle, uh, when the fire is ready and the coals are ready, then you have a choice. And I can remember for myself, I had some good friends there, and I decided that if they walked, I would immediately walk after them. Mm. And and it was it was perfect, and I will say it was totally life changing, mm-hmm. totally life changing. Mm-hmm. So whether you walk or not, I, I think is not not the real point. Although I think walking is certainly about overcoming fears, and mm-hmm. it is a very life changing experience. I mean, when you stand next to that fire pit and you feel the heat radiating off it, yeah. your mind is telling you there's no way I can walk over that. But um, you know, if you you know, and I don't know what made me do it in a way, um, but when you say that you can do it and you walk purposely through it, um, you've done it. And it's, it's life-changing. It's miraculous. Right. You don't want to try to explain how it happens. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. want to accept that you've overcome a fear and um, and then you can take that and use it in other parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Alfred walked for the first time last year. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, well, we, uh, we have a little bit of time left. This is a call-in show, and the number for calling in toll-free is 1-866-625-9378. If you have any comments, any questions about the Maine Holistic Arts Gathering, or if you have any comments about the workshops that are going to be offered, and especially if you have any questions about the workshops, we have Alfred and Laura here who can answer those questions. Please do um, call us in. Uh, call in. 
Laura, um, I want to go back a little bit to the ecstatic chanting. Mm. Could you do a chant for us? I would be happy to do a chant. And I'd I'd first like to just start by saying that the legacy of uh, tapping into sources of information and energy through the power of chanting is really ancient through many, many cultures. And the ancient spiritual Sanskrit formulas from India called mantras are phenomenally powerful. They were kept under the keeping of the Brahmin for thousands of years and only really in the last century or so have they become more public um, information. And that when you chant specific Sanskrit formulas that were hidden and safeguarded, the power in these phrases is phenomenal. And that Sanskrit is actually a language based on vibration and it's not, uh, it's not a meaning-based language first. It's an energy-based language. And it's got 50 different um, letters all corresponding with different aspects of different chakras or mm. energy centers in the body. So it's, it has phenomenal effects. If you just start chanting, it actually moves your energy up through your body and has profound effects in your life. So chanting starts with a breath. So I would ask all the listeners to whatever you're doing, whether you're working hard or sitting at home or whatever, to just pause for just a minute. If you're driving, you might want to stay focused on the road. And take a really, really deep breath. Fill your lungs with the golden energy flowing into you from all of us to whom you're connected, everything in the universe. Feel your lungs expand, and when you get to the top of your breath, hold it just a little longer than you would have thought, and wait for your body to want to release that breath. And then when you get to the bottom of releasing your breath, pause. It's a surprisingly long time before your body actually will give you the impulse to refill your lungs. And then from this breath, from the breath is the source of life, the sound om is a traditional sound used in... Sanskrit mantra is very powerful, and it has four sounds in it. The ah, o, u, and m. Those different sounds represent our dreaming, sleeping, waking, and subconscious states. And they trigger different points in our, in our chakras. So I would love to do an om together, an ah, o, m together. so good and I encourage everyone to try that underwater with your ears underwater and I tell you when you've got 15 20 25 people whatever all on and the harmonic vibrations that um, that just occur I mean it, it sends chills up and down your spine sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we were talking about the healing powers of sound and vibration a little bit uh, before the show, and I certainly had a very moving experience also, again, at Fintorn, in addition to the sacred circle dancing. We did Tesse singing in the morning for 20 minutes. Mm. It was the first time that I had done singing that wasn't rehearsing for a performance. It was singing strictly for the effect of that vibration on your body. Mm. And this was a cappella three-part harmony. It was absolutely magical. And to start 
every single day we were there with 20 minutes of this community singing together was absolutely magical. Mm. Just magical. Mm. Yes. So um, we just want to remind everyone that this morning we are talking with Laura and Alfred about the main holistic arts gathering um, that's going to take place Labor Day weekend in uh, Winthrop, Maine. And we do want to go over that contact information again. Will you give us the how, how people register and maybe just talk a little bit more about the cost? And uh, Sure. The contact information is there's an email site, www.com. Me Wag Mail. That's M E W A G M A I L at yahoo.com or call 207 777 3724. And there is limited registration, so you need to register soon. We're keeping it to 50 for this year. Right. And you had asked about the cost. It's $160. It includes eight meals, lodging all weekend, all the workshops, and ceremony. It's basically to cover the camp costs. Yeah, it's a it's a terrific deal, and the workshops. Just Alfred, give us uh, one more rundown of the list of workshops of the things that are being offered. Sure, we it's have quite uh, extensive. Thing yeah, you've got there connecting with inner sacred space through Native American dance, introduction to basic Buddhist practices. We're going to have meditation first thing in the mornings. Uh, conscious connected breathing, also known as rebirthing. We're going to have drumming, ecstatic chanting, emotional freedom technique, energetic healing with crystals, uh, the firewalk, of course, uh, nakon, and uh, sacred circle dancing. And uh, that's what mostly what we have online right now, but we're mm-hmm. looking for anybody else to come and offer what they can. As part of the community. Right. And if you want to know more about some of these workshops, we've actually covered some of these things on Healthy Options. I know that Cindy Swan um, talked with you, mm-hmm. Laura, about the ecstatic chanting. So if you go to our audio I- archives, you can hear more about that. And we did an entire show on EFT. Mm-hmm. We were all tapping here, even the, even the station engineer was tapping. It was pretty amazing. So um, we have lots of information about some of those subjects. Um, I want to just, before, in the last few minutes that we have, I want to just look at the greater picture a little bit and ask the two of you, um, how do you think this local gathering fits into a larger context? Yeah, I, th- I see it as uh, out. it's a little pocket that's going on here. But I also see that it's happening in other places throughout the country. And uh, uh, when I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, there was one little uh, section about group work that uh, makes me think that, uh, that our organization is trying to do. And it says, group work can also be helpful for intensifying the light of your presence. A group of people coming together in a state of presence generates a collective energy field of great intensity. And uh, I think that's what we're doing and um, changing the world a little bit. When one community at a time. That's right. Mm-hmm. And wonderful communities we do have um, here in Maine. What do you think people are going to walk away with after attending a gathering? Uh, you know, as you said uh on on the things that you have attended, and I can say it, you know, it is life-changing. Um, you know, it opens you up to uh, to connecting. It opens you up to uh, 
accomplishing things that uh, that you thought before you couldn't do and uh, and Laura has a few other things to add on that oh I just feel that you walk away feeling like you're glowing with golden light from miles like how can somebody not see how much you're glowing and it's something that you then bring out into your world so it's like yeah. waves it's the yeah. butterfly effect it spreads outward and outward um, we've been talking today about the Maine Holistic Arts Gathering with Alfred and Laura. And uh, thank you for listening to us in Healthy Options. And join us next month, the first Wednesday of every month at 10 a.m. I've been your host, Andre Bella. And on behalf of Healthy Options, we hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Laura and Alfred. Thank you so Namaste. much. Namaste. <laughs>